Hello everyone, welcome back to week two, episode numero dos. I'll be your host coming at you live from the bottomless pit that I call my closet here in the city of Oaks, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, congrats for making it past week one. I mean, it just goes to show that miracles can happen. Also want to apologize for the audio last week. I know I sounded like a fucking robot that entire interview, um, but that will be the last time I ever use Skype to record a podcast. But uh, hey, this is a learning process, taking it step by step and day by day. So please, for the love of God, bear with me. Uh, This week I had the pleasure to be joined by the Cowboy King of the West himself. And no, I'm not talking about Jake Gyllenhaal or Heath Ledger and Brokeback Mountain, but fuck, would that be pretty sick. I'm talking about one of the biggest booze hounds that I know. First time I met the kid, I was dripping through my slacks and ready to pounce on him. I fully grant him permission to take my future daughter's hand in marriage if he isn't the definition of of a jimmy i don't know what is and ladies don't you even worry because he has an absolute hammer thomas rupp if you're not 10 times dumber by the the time this podcast is over i don't know why you're listening you're gonna want to uh plug in those headphones for this one because shit gets pretty weird by the end of it and of course if you have any suggestions for me uh, and how you want to see the direction of this podcast go please feel free to reach out to me directly i'm always trying to progress this thing into the right direction for you guys and make it more entertaining thanks enjoy Rutman, how's it going what up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I glad, I'm glad that you kind of were able to take some time um, out of your busy Friday uh, Friday night there in the big Wyoming um, and uh, could talk to me for a little bit. Uh, you got any, anything planned for tonight? No. I, after I heard you got a podcast I, and I listened to the first episode with Oliva, pretty funny dude so i had to get in oh, on you're, it you're, you're but just before, your schedule for the next couple of weekends hoping that i'd ask you to come on yeah i was just waiting for the text waiting, waiting for coach to call your name huh <laughs> he never yeah, did but never did but um but in all seriousness i really appreciate i know it's kind of been a while um since uh you know we got to talk um i know we text here and there and it's kind of kind of like you know, not consistent. So I'm glad you got to come on and we can talk for a little bit. Um, for those of you listening and, and, and don't know Tom Rupp, um, Rupp and I went to high school, um, together at the prep school that we went to, um, with prep school. The cool thing was that there was dormitories. So, um, kids from all over the world, um, China, Taiwan, Korea, um, and then just all over the U.S. as well, got to come down um, and go to school, uh, whether it's sports, academics, whatever it may be. Um, And Rupp is actually from Wyoming, um, and he got to, uh, you know, come to Gilmore in Ohio and play hockey there. So that's how I met Rupp. He came, what did he come, junior year? Yeah, junior year. So we went to school together for two years. Um, I actually knew his brother before Tom. Alex um, and Alex came to Gilmore before Tom did and then Tom kind of followed in his footsteps kept the Rupp tradition alive as the yeah. biggest Jimmy in the school and fuck I'm, I'm glad Rupp got to uh, come out to to Gilmore and um, you know I got to meet him because fuck he's he's a funny ass kid um, 
one of the best kids I know. So, uh, you know, actually I, I wrote a couple of jokes about Wyoming, um, because I knew you were coming on. You want to hear them? All right. Here's number yeah, one. Let's hear them. Wyoming more like boring. Am I right? Yeah, dude. That was good. All right, all right. Here's number two. Here's number two. <laughs> Hey, hey, Rup, did you did you hear about all the unsolved murder cases out in, in Wyoming? Well, yeah, it's no. hard to catch a killer out there because everyone has the same DNA. <laughs> all right, all right, last one, ready? Uh, hey, hey, Rup, did, uh, I read an article the other day. Did you hear about the, the super volcano under uh, Yellowstone? Yeah, it looks yeah. like even the Earth doesn't like Wyoming and thinks it's worthless. <laughs> Those are pretty cool jokes. Hey, it was the best I could think of. Uh, that's why I'm not a stand-up comedian. Um, I guess before moving forward, um, I, I just kind of want to, you know, vent about the podcast life so far, man. I mean, it, it's it's not what I expected by any means. It's I think I lost 10 years this first week, like 10 years off my life are gone because I'm so stressed out about this podcast. Well, I mean, it's pretty good. The first one has what? Yeah. Views? I mean, dude, I'm sure that's a fucking glitch Already? YouTubers or something because there's no way 1200 people watch that. Dude, I wouldn't waste. I it's, it's unfortunate because I have to edit them and like, I get super self-conscious about what I post. So I've listened to the thing like five times. So there's five views from me. Um, and I, I still think it's a glitch. I still think it's a glitch. There's no way 1200 people watch that thing. Um, I don't know, dude. I just, okay. So that, that's talk. what I was going to get into. Kind of was, like um, some things that I've kind of noticed from starting this podcast and what I kind of struggle with so far first would be, okay. The editing part, not only does editing suck and it takes forever and it, you have to be so precise. Um, you know, just making like, if you want to cut something, uh, you have to cut it where it still sounds fluid in conversation because I kind of want it to be like fluid, uh, for the, for the, the listeners. Um, but I have to listen to myself talk all the time, which I don't think a lot of people get to do, uh, often just hearing your voice and hearing the things that your tendencies when you talk. So for me, I say like a lot. I say, um, a lot. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that I kind of pick up on. And once I pick up on that while editing, I can't hear anything else. Um, I know for Oliva, Oliva said like, like every fucking word. So, uh, he he texted me after he's like, dude, I don't know if you should put that out because I literally sound brain dead the whole time. I was like, no, man, like you, you sound pretty good, but that's number one. Number one is editing and just listening to yourself and the tendencies, um, you know, you do when you talk. Secondly, it would be, um, I'm kind of like a perfectionist where I have to, everything has to be like my way in order for me to like be happy about it. So it's hard putting something out to like the public. And, you know, for me, I get not self-conscious, but I think, oh, that's not entertaining enough or, oh, people won't like that enough. And it's hard just to like put something out there and have, you know, the confidence where like, I don't give a fuck what people think. Like I'm going to post this out, you know, because I want to not to entertain people, but the end goal for this podcast is to entertain people. And I think that's the hardest part is like, I don't know, I guess if people have the same interest and, you know, think I'm funny or think my guests are funny, then they can listen to it. But the hardest part is, you know, I don't think this is entertaining enough. I don't think people are going to watch it. Um, that's 
Well, what I like about it is you can talk about anything and every person you bring on is going to have different stories, different experiences. And you're not just stuck to one topic on your podcast. You know, you're not a right, right. And I think I, I'm trying to do like a, a, a better job of just kind of keeping it neutral where I'm not necessarily talking about, um, you know, one specific thing like sports, because that kind of eliminates a market. And, uh, you know, I try to keep it pretty broad and relatable to things that kind of people that experience in their everyday lives. Even if, you know, you're a boy or a girl, you live, you know, wherever you just kind of relate to everything. So the third thing that kind of I struggle with is the beauty about it is where I can, I can edit things where if someone says something necessarily that I don't think would be good for them down the line for their future or whatever, I can always edit it out, but I don't want to be the reason um, you know, someone doesn't get a job in the future or promotion because they say forgot for, you know, God knows if I, you know, blow up and this thing becomes super successful, which fuck, how cool would that be? I just get to talk to friends for a fucking living like shit. But it's God knows if that happens, I don't want to be the reason why, oh, you want that promotion at Google? Like you're trying to be get that CEO. Oh, hey, nah, bro. I got the tapes right here where you said you, you know, you fucked a, a hooker in Brazil and you had to cut your dick off and, you know, you sew another one on. So that I don't want to be the demise of someone's future, which, um, you know, I try to do a good job of cutting the things out that I think would really fuck someone in the future. So I know you're a huge Keystone Light guy. I learned that from the first podcast. I fucking love Keystones. Like whoever tries to debate that Keystone's not the best beer in the world, you're fucked because it, it 100% is. Not only is it the cheapest beer, it tastes like water. It probably is like half water, like just di- like diluted beer. They just water it down. But that, that's not necessarily a bad thing because number one, you can drink more, like you can drink more Keystones and, you know, an IPA and number two, you're getting hydrated at the same time. So like the hangover the next day, isn't that bad, dude, I've noticed actually these, you know, the few times, like I, you probably saw in the first episode where I'm kind of like a pussy now where I, I don't go up, go out as often as, you know, I used to. And, and when I do, I I wake up the next morning after a night out because you're an adult. My now. head is pounding. I I don't I I won't get out of bed till like eleven eleven thirty, and it fucking sucks, man. Dude, yeah, here in Laramie, the elevation's like seventy two twenty, which is like a mile or half a mile above sea level. No, a mile and a half above sea level. It, and so like yeah, you can drink yeah, yeah. less and you get more drunk because the air is thinner or something but the hangovers are second to none dude they're the worst thing um dude it's rough and uh you know i made the mistake a couple weeks ago uh you know fucking weezer came to town i was like fuck yeah weezer's in town i'm gonna go to that concert 100 percent. it was on like a tuesday or something i got obliterated and uh mess of a night i I didn't go to bed till late i worked the next morning on wednesday and it was like right when i was starting my new job and i was so hungover i was actually good the morning because i was still kind of like drunk a little bit and then afternoon came and i was worthless that entire day i was dying i will never go to work hungover again what's your favorite weezer song Oh, dude, I, I can't even name a Weezer song off of my top of my head. So, 
Beverly Hills. Oh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. Um, it That's was funny. My my, I went in the next morning, and my coworkers were like, "Oh, how was the concert? How was the concert?" And I was like, "Oh, it was awesome. Uh, just some great songs." I was like, when they played, uh, uh, what was it? on the boulevard of broken dreams i lost it and they're like i'm pretty sure that's not weezer and i was like oh shit yeah it's not weezer my bad my bad uh it was so funny um yeah um but yeah i I, weezer was it was a a a super super fun time but going back to uh you know that third point with the with the podcast where i don't want to be the demise of someone um i think that me and you are pretty similar in the fact that uh, you know, we, we don't, we're not like your typical where you post on social media every day. Um, I don't like, I can't tell you the last time I posted on like a Facebook or anything. And then like Instagram, I post like maybe once a month, if that, it kind of just depends if I do anything cool. Um, and then Snapchat, I literally only have Snapchat now to, I keep in touch with you on Snapchat and I have, uh, you know, a group message with like Girk, Dom and all of them. But if I, if I didn't have that group chat, like I probably wouldn't have Snapchat. And I think you're kind of like the same way where you don't have much of a social media presence. Yeah. I try to stay off the social media for that reason, you know, cause I don't want anything to get out basically. Yeah. Cause it's pretty easy to get out <laughs> <laughs> stuff you've done. Not that I've done anything bad, but yeah. absolutely not. But no, I mean, yeah, I try to keep on that social media for sure. Instagram every now yeah, and then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see it now where these kids are like obsessed with social media. And I guess back in the day in high school, I kind of was where I, I would post a lot more and stuff where I cared um, when I was young and immature. But I think nowadays it's just, I, I try to stay off of it um, for a pretty good reason. I mean, I think, you know, where junior year, I kind of got in some trouble with, uh, you know, Gilmore um, because of the shit that I was saying on Twitter. Um, I'll go ahead and kind of tell you the backstory where uh, I was in Chicago, actually away uh on like a thursday or friday the hockey team was in chicago uh, and we were playing lake forest academy just going there for some games for the weekend and i remember it was pre-game we were all getting ready in the locker room and this our coach comes in and our coach was the biggest fucking loser in the world sterling hey sterling if you're listening fucking take a lap buddy jesus fuck um but he comes in the locker room right and we're just fucking around getting ready for the game and he comes in, he takes the trash can in the locker room and he throws it across the locker room without saying anything. And we all kind of like look up and we're like, what the fuck is going on right now? And he he looked like the devil was in his fucking soul. You could see it in his fucking eyes, man. And he goes, Twitter, fucking Twitter. We drive all the way to Chicago and the dean of students is calling me about you're you're idiots twitter and i was like oh fuck (laughs) like what is going on he said he just goes like uh that was pretty much it and he just kind of he's like you guys are in a shit ton of trouble when you get back just wait till you hear it like i'm not talking to any of you for the rest of the weekend he walks out of the locker room so we're like 
Oh, he, he leaves, and we're just like, everyone just looking at each other, like, what the fuck is going on right now? And, uh, you know, the whole weekend goes by. Sterling doesn't talk to any of us. He's being a little bitch the whole fucking time. And I remember it was like the last day, um, and it was like in between games, we were at the hotel. And he called like one of the captains into the room. He wouldn't talk to anyone else, but he would talk to the captain. And it was Riccardi. And Riccardi goes into the room, you know, talks to him for a little bit. He comes back out and uh, he comes into the hotel room. We're all sitting there like, Brad, Brad, like, what did he say? What did he say? Like, who's fucked? What's going on? And he's like, he's pissed because, you know, there's some kids on this team with, with Twitters that are saying like, just bad stuff uh like a poor representation of us he said there's three people on the team that are fucked when we get back so at that point it was just kind of like who's like playing like the who's fucked game like you know eliminating people keeping these people in contention like kind of just going one by one like who could be fucked who could be not meanwhile I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I didn't say anything like specific about teachers or the school. Like, yeah, mine's pretty like not the best stuff in the world. But uh, I mean, I'll be fine. Like, I didn't make any threats or like racial slurs or anything. So we get back all weekend. Sterling doesn't talk to us because he's a little bitch. But we get back. um, And I remember my mom picked me up from the bus or whenever we got back we're and i had like a long commute to school like an hour so we're talking about on the way home just kind of i'm explaining to her like no i won't get in trouble we kind of figured out who it was blah 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 the next day at school comes around and i remember in the morning one kid gets snagged right by the dean fuck i was like okay there's one like so it's all going to plan like afternoon rolls around and my best friend like Ryan Hall gets snagged and I was like, fuck, like Hall's fucked. He has to go in. I see him like after he talks to the Dean and you know, the headmaster and stuff, he's like, yeah, I'm suspended. I have to go home, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh fuck. So I I just went away. Like I'm I'm just like crossing my fingers at this point. Like I'm going to get like, it's not me. I'm not going to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. I go to lunch. I come back and we're sitting like outside the classroom and like the atrium waiting for our teacher to get back and Tysol the dean of students comes around the corner and I'm like fuck me in the ass he just does not even doesn't even say anything just points at me calls me up and I he's like let's go and I was like fuck me like here's the end like I'm I'm destroyed so he calls me into the office uh, in Horrigan's office, man, talk about a guy that I would, I, I want to be, I want to go back and just tell Horrigan to fuck off just because I'm not at Gilmer anymore and he can't do anything about it. But he, so we go in, Tyson's there, Horrigan's there and me, and we're sitting in like a triangle kind of, and they're like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, no, I don't know why I'm here. Like, wh- why am I here? What's going on? And Horrigan pulls out this folder. He opens the folder and there's just like stack of paper. Right. I was like, fuck me. Like what, what's going on right now? I was like, I was like, this is my, this is my like expulsion letter. Like I have to sign off so they can kick me out of this fucking school right now. He slides the paper like across his desk. It's literally all of my tweets just printed out like back to back to back to back. Like literally this thing is like a, a 10 page, like, I have to. I was like, okay, so like, what is he gonna make me do with this? He's like, I want you to sit there and I want you to read out your tweets right now. 
And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you're going to make me read out all of these fucking tweets right now? And they're like, yeah. So I literally have to go like one by one, just reading out these like inappropriate tweets talking about, you know, God knows what, like blow jobs, like anything like the, like anything inappropriate was pretty much on the paper. And I, I remember I got like to the second page and I was like, are you really going to make me read all of these right now? And he looks at me like I was like, I had a third eye or something. I was like, I think we get the picture. Like, I, I yeah, my tweets are pretty inappropriate. What do you want me to do about it? And uh, they're like, well, you're going to have to think about it for a little because we called your dad and he has to come up and we're going to have a meeting. I was like, dude, like I live an hour away. You're calling my dad up to like do the same shit. So like an hour goes by my dad, they call me back in my dad's there and they literally make me do the same fucking thing again, where they slide the fucking, you know, the tweets across the table and like read them out loud. And I remember I got to like the same spot that I was just like, fuck this. And my dad just goes, I mean, are we really going to make him sit here all day and read these tweets out? It was so funny because it was exactly like my response to it. And uh, they were they were so shocked by like my dad's response. Like, yeah, my tweets are inappropriate, but I mean, I guess they said I wasn't living up to like the student code or some shit like that. More of the story, they uh, they suspended me from school for an entire week because of these tweets. Um, and they, you know, were threatening me with like expulsion and shit like that. Um, and then they, so like uh, the week went by and then they called me back. They like called my parents and like, hey, we want to bring them in for like a meeting, blah, 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 just discuss next steps. So I'm not really sure like what was going to happen to me. So I go in and, you know, just suck their dicks so they can let me back into the fucking school. Um, and eventually they did, but the way they just went about everything, it it was, I thought it was super unprofessional, but I guess I get it. So, you know, ever since like that, that, you know, experience with social media, I try to stay like off of it and kind of keep it mild. Um, just because I know the consequences that can happen. Um, I know, especially you see that now in the, in the news and shit where people are getting caught with a bunch of shit like this. So, um, it's dangerous, man. And that, that's kind of my biggest fear with this podcast is where it's going to bite me in the ass, like later down in life. Um, but I mean, I think I, I, I do a good job of keeping it kind of mild so far. Kind of ironic thing is <clears throat> I'm looking at it now. My very talking about laying low on Instagram and stuff like that. My first Instagram post <laughs> was actually written on the bathroom stall at Gilmore. It said hashtag free Benny Clark. And it was during the time of all that stuff. And it was my first picture I ever posted on Instagram. And it, it just says free Benny Clark. And- Dude, I remember hashtag free Benny Clark. I remember that. Like people were writing it on the stalls. It was kind of funny. Everybody wanted you back, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, I don't know. And then I think I got treated a little bit unfair uh, when compared to another kid that kind of got caught too, where... I got suspended from school that whole week. He didn't get suspended from school. And then I had to miss like like four hockey games because of it, um, because I was suspended. And then even when I came back, they made me like sit out a couple games because of what happened. Oh, and yeah. the, kid, the, the other kid that got caught, he didn't, have to, he didn't get suspended from school. He didn't have to miss any hockey games. It was kind of bullshit the way they handled it. Yeah, I remember I got suspended. I lived in the dorms at Gilmore. And I think I got caught with some chew cans in my dorm room one day which is a dumb thing because they do the they do room checks in the dorms at our school and 
so we'd go to school and why we're all gone at school, like the teachers and the faculty would go through our dorms and look for contraband and stuff like that. And then they found some chew cans in my room I forgot to take. And I got suspended for that, dude. It's kind of ridiculous. They were, I think I remember that. Like, that was ridiculous, yeah. man. Like, we're fucking... Yeah, not like alcohol, not not weed, not any of that, like, chewing tobacco. And I was like, are you, like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, some kids are actually 18. It's a, it's legal, but I guess on school grounds, that was kind of their their premise with it, but... Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I remember Rutland yeah. in the dorms, which the dorms were basically prison. Like they were awful, awful dorms. Um, yeah, but with hot chicks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. I don't know. There, there was a good group, like a good mix of people in the dorms. It was hockey players because Gilmore was like a hockey school so a lot of kids came from Canada Sweden Finland like kind of all over the place to come play hockey at Gilmore um and then it was Koreans for I don't know how they fucking found Gilmore in Cleveland Ohio but for whatever reason they found Gilmore and they yeah, came to Gilmore and there was just these these Koreans that would sleep all day in fucking class literally there wasn't a class where they weren't just passed the fuck out and then they would stay up all night and play video games but they were like some of the funniest kids I fucking ever met. Yeah, some of the nicest kids I've ever met for sure. I still keep in touch with a lot of those Korean and Chinese kids that lived in the dorms for sure. Dude, Jihan, Jihan always likes all of the uh, Instagram posts. Jihan, I know you're listening, John Lee. Uh, John, dude, dude. <laughs> man, didn't uh, get enough credit back in the day. He was the OG for sure. John Lee, if you're listening, what up? funny part was about you know the koreans the the um kids from china taiwan is they were there pretty much all year they went home for breaks and stuff but i don't think they ever got adjusted to like the time change in the u.s because they would just stay up all night and just sleep in class yeah speaking of john lee actually and you were saying like how they found gilmore so he actually i actually asked him that i was like dude you're from china like how did you end up in a small suburb of Cleveland, Ohio? He basically was like, back in China, like the school system is super strict. And I guess like at school, the teachers have more like power over the parents in China. So like, if you get in trouble at school, your parents can't get you out of it or take you home or anything like that. And I guess like, he just had a bad teacher one year and they like, he, like the teacher would like, was super mean to him and one day he's just like fuck this and like googled schools in america and gilmore came up and like i just thought that was crazy how like in china the teachers have like more power than your parents i could see it i mean i've never have you ever like been to china or anything oh absolutely not yeah um i've never been to china but i mean i'm sure like shit's way different over there in school yeah. he would like, also tell you the reason they're so good at math because like uh, apparently you're not allowed to use calculators. They make you do everything on paper. Isn't that the worst? Fuck. Yeah. So it'd take them like a full page of paper to do an easy problem that we do on our calculators. Meanwhile, so I'm like I'm using it. my calculator to like actually write notes and shit for cheating on tests and stuff. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god damn it! Um, like I mentioned though, um, you know, Rupp came 
I mean, not how did that makes? I mean, that's a good point. Uh, G, like, how did these Chinese kids find Gilmore? But how did you, I mean, coming from Wyoming, how did you find Gilmore? Um, well, my brother actually, he was a hockey player. Gilmore's a big hockey school. I think Alex just went to like a showcase down in Denver, and Coach John Malloy was there. And I think my mom struck a conversation with him and he's like, Oh, like which one's your son? And like pointed out my brother and he's like, Oh, like let's talk to him afterwards. And he like told him about Gilmore and it sounded pretty cool, I guess, to my brother. So my brother went to Gilmore for his senior year. And then of course, following in my brother's footsteps, like I always do, I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to go to Gilmore too. <laughs> so I went my yeah. junior year, dude. Um, they, when, looking back on it, like when your parents told you, hey, there's this prep school in Ohio, what what was like your initial like reaction to them telling you that? Uh, I couldn't imagine it because it's hard to imagine something when like you don't know the atmosphere, like this actual school, what the school looks like, you know, or for anything, you know. So I guess the first time I visited Cleveland – and saw Gilmore, I was really like, oh, this is what it's like here. Like, hear my brother's stories about you and Curtin and Hall and all them. But it was, it was pre- I think the first time I ever visited was the outdoor game on Cleveland or Progressive Field against Bethel Park when you scored that. Was it you that scored the game-winning shootout goal? No, it was Hall. Hall yeah, that yeah. was the first time I ever came to Cleveland. <laughs> um. That's funny, man. I mean, that's it's it's funny because like Wyoming, like yeah, I mean, there's nothing out there. But then you make a move to like Ohio, it would be different where you would make a move to like a California or like a Boston where it's like a big city. But then you're like, oh yeah, I'm moving to Ohio. It's like one bad state to another like shitty state. <laughs> like, like probably the worst case scenario. Like not upgrading, just kind of staying the same. <laughs> whoa yeah um i remember it it was funny when your brother moved um so he made the move out the year before you he i remember him i was like who the fuck is this kid i was like i think it was my my sophomore i think it was sophomore year where he came and i was like who the fuck is this kid like i didn't know who he was and i remember um there was this party like like the beginning of the school year and somehow your brother got out of the dorms for the night. I'm not really sure how. Um, and you know, we were just boozing and Alex was pretty messed up. And I remember like this, this girl kind of just like dragging him away, like into the bat into like a bedroom. Alex had no idea what was going on. He woke up the next morning. We we're like, Rup, man, like what happened? What happened? And he had no idea. We had to like find out from the girl that like, you know, they hooked up or whatever, but it was so, I would think that was like my first impression of your brother. Like, uh, I was like, this kid is insane. Like I have to like this kid. Oh, it was, it was so fucking funny, man. Um, and I remember him kind of just telling me about you, um, and how you were my age and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I remember like texting you, like fucking with you, like pretending I was like a chick and you know, in another state, like I just moved to Wyoming or something on like bus rides and shit, just fucking with you. Um, and then, you know, you eventually came to Gilmore, which, which was nice. And we, I mean, we got to play hockey our senior year, um, junior year. 
junior year, I was on the we, me and Hall played prep, so we didn't get to play each other then. But so, senior year, we kind of played on the varsity team together, and you know, going in that year, we I feel like we had some some pretty high expectations for kind of what we wanted to do, like mm-hmm. states wise, I guess. Yeah, you guys came down from prep, so I thought we were gonna go all the way or at least make a run for it. We thought we yeah. had a pretty good team. I mean, I think we did. It wasn't necessarily that we didn't have a good team. I think that, um, you know, it was me, Hall, and Curtin, which um, I know some of you might not know me, Hall, and Curtin, but kind of my best Legend. friends um, at, at Gilmore. Um, but so we came, we played varsity freshman year. And I mean, I don't want to like brag, but we, we were pretty good compared to kind of, you know, kids that, we were playing against Rutt was pretty good. We had a pretty good team, which was what I'm trying to say. And unfortunately, kind of so uh, our priorities weren't in line, I guess. And we kind of weren't thinking about, you know, the betterment for the team. I can't speak for myself. I know Rutt was kind of different because he was in the dorms and, you know, he didn't have the freedom that we did, but we didn't really have our priorities straight. We fell short, unfortunately. Um, looking back on it, man, I, I regret it so much just – uh, if I could go back and just, you know, punch myself, punch myself in the face and just be like, dude, get your shit together. Um, Cause I feel like I, I mean, such high expectations and we literally lost. I mean, we lost in the district. Well, was it district finals? We lost the U S which U S had a good team, but we lost in the district set. I think it was semis cause Lake Catholic ended up going that year and we, we smoked Lake Catholic earlier in the season. Um, but we just kind of fell short and it was unfortunate, but going back on, I would, I would definitely change kind of, you know, how we acted and stuff, but. Yeah. Well, the memories were all the same. Just the scores of the games were not the way we wanted them to go, but we still had the, the same memories we would have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at us all now. We're in the we all hate our lives now. So I mean, does it does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Um, no, probably not. But uh, so you're you're still what are you at? You're a senior this year at Wyoming, or you're graduating this in year. December, right? Yeah. So the, December four and a half years. Are you like itching to get out, or are you you kind of you wishing that you kind of or you had another you know semester in you? I mean. It shouldn't get out a little bit, but I kind of want to stay, you know? I just want to stay in college. Dude, that, trust me, dude. Trust me. I was so – by the end of my college career, I was so sick of it. And I was just like, I I can't stand these stupid fucking classes. Like, they mean nothing to me. I was – I had an internship, and I was I was just juggling a lot at, the at you know, one time. And uh, I would always – I remember I would always call my brother, who was, who was older, but – I was like, dude, fuck this. Like, I'm so ready to graduate. And then looking back on it now, I mean, it's only been a couple months, but I'm like, why the fuck did I want to graduate? Like, now I have to go to work nine to five every fucking day, sit in front of a fucking computer and, and just do bullshit all fucking day where college. Yeah, you got to sit through fucking classes. But at the same time, like it was the, it was pretty fucking easy. Like all you had to do was show up to class and do your homework, study a little bit, and then like you'd be fine. It's pretty fucking easy. All you, like. Even if you go out drinking the night before, all you got to do yeah. is go to class and sit there. And it's not like you have to like run and laps or <laughs> lift weight. You just have to sit there. <laughs> it's not that difficult. I could do that hungover. So it's pretty fucking easy. 
dude, I wouldn't even pay attention in class. Like, I would just bring my computer and sit on my computer the whole time. Half the teachers don't even fucking care if you're on your computer anyways. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, what is, like, school like in – like, what's the vibe – in a school in Wyoming where there's not much to do. Like, what do you guys, what do you, I mean, I'm sure it's like normal people, but for the outsider, it seems like you guys are much different than, you know, the big city kind of vibe. So what, what do you do? Is it like the bars? Is it parties? Or like what, what, what goes on in Laramie on the weekend? Drinking. <laughs> not much. Else drinking. Yeah. No, I mean, there's stuff to do. Like, like I said, we're, we're right on the board. So- the University of Wyoming is in Laramie, and Laramie is right on the border of Wyoming and Colorado. So we're like forty-five minutes hour from like Fort Collins, Denver. Uh-huh. So like we're we're just north of Denver by ninety miles or so. It's not that far. So a lot of the kids honestly leave on the weekend, go down catch a Rockies game or Avs game, but for in the town. Like what's like a, what's like the gotta, bar the bar vibe like is it is it mainly like just like your your bars where you just go and drink or is it like at dance clubs or like what what's the deal like what are the bars like? So the town itself is probably a population of thirty thousand in the middle of the prairie, if you can imagine. So population of thirty thousand and there's probably, I think there's like forty five bars in the town. So, like, it, it's just different bar every night for, like, this little town, dude, and every other building's a bar. It's ridiculous. Ratio of uh, alcoholics to just regular people. Dude, there are 45 there's bars. A- like, I can only imagine how many alcoholics are in that fucking city. Exactly. So, like, for ratio from, what was it? Alcoholics yeah, to normal like people? alcoholics to not alcoholics. It has to be, like, 70-30. What is it? For, oh, 70, 30? I was going to say two, two to one. If we're counting people 21 and over, three, three to one. Three normal people, one alcoholic. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, Maybe, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll take a survey. <laughs> yeah, bring it to the bar next time you go and just kind of, you know, have people check off yeah, which yeah. they are. The town, like, kind of embraces the whole bar scene. So, I mean, the town's tiny, dude. I mean, it's probably, like, four miles by five miles. Like, not even that. So, but, like, every year we do this thing called the Tour de Laramie. And it's, you ride your bike starting at one bar on the north side of town. And you just go to every bar in town. Until you get to the last bar and... You get a drink in every place and everybody, so you can't walk, you ride your bike. So there's probably 200, 300 bikes running through the town and everybody's smashed. And and it's just a shit show. And like, it's just the greatest time ever and called Tour of Laramie. Imagine how many girls just fucking take tumbles during that whole thing and scrape their knees. Like even dudes. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun to watch. Uh... In the winter time, we got a, it's called the poker run. It's a cross country skiing deal. We go up to the cross country ski race track or whatever you call it. And like, it's probably like 20 miles long and you get there and it's freezing cold and you're blacked out drunk. 
and you get up to the top of this like cross country ski hill on your cross country skis. You're in your poles and you're in like wearing nothing, backpack full of beer, and you get to the top of the hill, and you you're looking down the hill, and there's probably it's probably three feet wide with just straight trees on the side, and like at a forty five degree angle, like a downhill ski track, but everybody's on cross country skis, and you get up to the top, and you look down, and there's just people in the middle of the run, and like people in the trees. <laughs> And everyone's just blacked out drunk. And it's a hoot, man. It's like, oh, God, dude. People get hurt and there's blood spilled for sure. <laughs> What's, uh, I mean, ski, I know you said that, you know, a lot of your friends kind of uh, try to be like pro skiers and shit like that. So skiing's pretty big, isn't it, up in Wyoming? Uh, like you got Jackson Hole up there, right? Yeah, it's pretty big. Jackson's pretty far, actually, from my from the university but there's a yeah skiing's pretty big yeah i know you're are you a skier or snowboarder skier do you ski or snowboard uh i mean i rarely go like skiing or snowboarding but if i do i'm going skiing i mean it's so much like hockey that i was able to pick up on it like my first time going skiing and shit so it's pretty easy um i mean that's funny that you kind of is it is it cold up there now because i know it's snowing up in ohio like today yeah, dude, it's pretty fucking cold. It's like 10 degrees right now up here in Wyoming. Shut the fuck up. It's 10 degrees out right now? Oh, at least. I love yeah. how you say that. Like, it's so normal. Like, yeah, it's 10 degrees out right now. Yeah. It's, well, the town's on like a Laramie, or it's a plain, like a great plain, and then the mountains are on the side. Yeah. So we really don't get that much snow. We just, the mountains get all the snow and then the cold just hits the town and it's, it's probably like a wind tunnel, man, where you guys just get fucked with the coldness. Fuck. Definitely. Yeah. That would suck. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I always say that I'm going to go out there and kind of visit you. And I actually, I'm actually me and Curtin were talking about the other day, actually coming up and, um, going to your graduation party. Um, when that was, cause I think that would be a shit ton of fun just to kind of visit you um, and come up for that. So I'll keep you posted on that one, but I would, I would love to kind of go out there and see, I mean, Yellowstone is definitely on my like bucket list. Like I have to go to Yellowstone. I know is yellow and Yellowstone isn't fully in like some of it's, isn't some of it in Montana too. Like it's mainly in Wyoming, but it's also in Montana. Yeah. The park itself probably is 95% in Wyoming. And then it just touches Wyoming, Idaho a little bit. Idaho, and it's in but, northern Wyoming, right? Yeah, the so Wyoming's a box, and Yellowstone basically is the top left corner of that box. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I I, I definitely want to to come out um and and visit you out there. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um. So I was actually listening to uh the radio the other day, and they were talking about you know a pretty interesting subject, which got me thinking a little bit. Um, it was the top three people that you would smoke a doobie with. Um, and I know, dude, I mean, top three, that's, that's pretty hard. So I, I did some thinking, um, and I just wanted to get like your input on it. We can, you know, discuss, debate, whatever you wanted to, but if you want me to start it off, I'll go ahead and start it off if you want. Yeah, let's hear yours. All right. I'll, no, let's go. Let's go. Let's go one. And then you go, and then I go, and then so just like back and forth. Um, so my number one 
it's tough. I think I'm going to get a lot of, a lot of flack for this one. It's okay. So number one, Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin office, all time favorite show. Dude's fucking hilarious. Cracks me up. I mean, I think that if I were to get high with Michael Scott, we would just have endless fun and just talk about, you know, God knows what the whole time. But I see like the other side where people are like, dude, that guy's way too much. Like he would get so annoying and I could definitely see that. But I think that, you know, my personality and his personality would definitely click a little bit. Yeah. Well, you're smoking in the office, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. All right, you go. For sure. Well, Michael Scott would be a good one. I could see how he might get paranoid yeah. about stuff going on in the office. I made four, so I'm going to cut one out. You got to cut one out. Was that your number one, Michael Scott? I mean, I don't think there's any particular order, but I'm just doing top three. All right, I'm going to save the best for last. I'm going to go my first one is the good old JC Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, I think that one, I mean, yeah. Can, I mean, can you imagine like sitting down with Jesus Christ and just asking him? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, it makes you think a little bit. You know, was 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 JC a little stoner back in the day? What, what does he know? You know, <laughs> exactly. That's a that's a good number. That's a. I mean, I know it's not your number one, but I mean, I think that's probably on a lot of people's on a lot of people's list. All right, my number number two. Um, it's not necessarily a person, but, uh, a flat earth conspiracist, because I would just, I would sit back and just get super stoned and two things could either happen, right? I could just see through their bullshit all day and, you know, have them go through their whole rant about how, uh, you know, earth's flat, blah, blah, blah. And then without even saying anything, I could just either pull up a picture of earth from space, or I could just point out a globe. I wouldn't even have to say anything. And I would just be like. Suck it, you fucking loser. And it, or, or number two could happen where I'm so high, I don't know what's reality. I don't know what isn't. And I, you know, my brain just opens up and I, and I am convinced by their, you know, argument that Earth is actually flat. And now I become a flat Earth conspiracist. So I could go either way. Um, I just want to get my mind blown a little bit for that one. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how they would convince me that the Earth is flat. I mean, dude, I'm sure they have their reasons. People out there like that, that not even kidding, <laughs> think the earth is flat. I know, what fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, my number two is my 16-year-old self. Oh, dude, I was thinking about that one. That's a good one. Like, you could pass down so many lessons, but like, dude, you're not. You're passing the joint to him. Like, dude, all right, here we go. I'm going to tell you what happened. And this is what you're going to do. <laughs> if I could go back, I would just tell, I would, number one, I would write down like major scores to like Super Bowls, whatever. So I could go back and tell my future self just to bet on the fucking games and I would just win a shit ton of money. Right. Okay. But yeah, like you said, like so many lessons you could just learn, um, you know, passing. I was actually going to say this is on my list, but my future son. Oh, yeah. so that's that, a good that, one. I mean, it's kind of on the same wavelength right there. How old would your future son be when you smoke this day? See, that's the thing, because it's then it's like, well, how old is old enough to like start, you know, ripping the gun? So, 
I think, yeah, 16 is probably a, a, a pretty good age. All right. So um, my number three, ready? Yeah. Mother Nature. Whoa. I think this one is kind of just... me just kind of being a therapist for her because, you know, so many people are just wrecking her, you know, her beautiful, beautiful, beautiful body, you know, with God <laughs> knows what pollution and stuff. I would just sit there and let her vent to me because I feel like she she takes a lot, but she never gives and she never has the chance to kind of, you know, let it all out. So that's just for me just to kind of, you know, relieve her stress a little bit. And I mean, just get the beats on like when shit's going to, you know, end when that fucking volcano, like I mentioned, is going to blow up and then Wyoming's gone and you're dead. I mean, I would love to know that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, technically, if you're smoking a doobie in the forest, you're already smoking with Mother Nature, right? Oh, I mean, embrace debate. I mean, you bring up a good point. Mother Nature as a person or as a spirit? As a as a per, I mean, Mother Nature is real, bro. I mean, come on. But it's not in human. She's not in human form. Dude, wh- wait, what? There's not a Mother Nature that's like human that controls the Earth and stuff. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're number three. Okay. <sighs> no, I want to hear your number three first, because mine. Dude, are you stoned right now? I just said three. I said Michael Scott. Oh. I said a flat earth conspiracist and Mother Nature. No, I'm not stoned, dude. <laughs> no, dude, that that shit's not legal, man. Come on. All right. Maybe we should do four and five too, because All right. Uh, well, if we're doing four, all right, I'll I'll think of a fourth. I'll think of a fourth. Okay, think of a fourth. Okay, well fuck. Alright, I'm gonna have to go with Kira Knightley because she's an absolute smoke show and I just like to get some one-on-one time with her. <laughs> Ooh. Help yourself out for that one. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But what if she gets like what if she gets super, super awkward or paranoid when she gets high? And then it just backfires on you because it's super awkward. No, nah, dude, I'll put on some music and we'll smoke this J. And she'll pro- she's gonna fall in love with me. I just know it. <laughs> I just know it. I mean, fuck, look at my face or look at my eyes. If, for those people who don't know who Kira Knightley is, just Google her and you'll know. I, might have, to, I might have to Google her after this one. Uh, Google her. All right. So am I doing a, am I doing a fourth? Yeah, do a fourth. Fuck man. My number four, I'd go with, this one's tough. It's, it's super, super tough. I thought all day about this. <laughs> oh, okay. I got one. I got one. My number four is my cat. Okay. I want to get so high with my cat that she becomes a human and she just tells me all the shit she sees me do all fucking day. Cause I know she just sits there while I'm fucking shitting and you know, just stares at me and I just want to pick her brain that, okay. Embrace the bay. I think that cats are actually humans. Like they're the weirdest creatures. Sometimes I just stare at my cat for, for, you know, 10 minutes straight just to kind of pick her mind and, you know, try to communicate with her a little bit. The whole Clark family is a big cat people, uh, right? I remember I spent the night at your house one time in Cleveland Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many fucking cats you have. There's like 12 or something. I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah. I went out of your house, dude, and we'd go to bed. And it sounded like there's freaking cats in the walls, dude. <laughs> and like, I couldn't because all I heard all night were cats meowing from inside the walls. 
and I couldn't see where it was coming from. Fuck. Yeah, we do have a we do have a lot of cats, but dude, I would love just for my cat to become a human. I mean, maybe if I just get stoned enough that my cat will actually just become a human, and I'll get to talk to her one on one. Um, but that that would that would be definitely my number four, just to kind of pick my cat's brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I could get that. Oh man, I would, maybe I'd probably smoke a doobie with my dog for sure. <laughs> you can't steal it, dude. That's mine. You can't steal mine. All right. Well, now my fourth sounds lame. All right, I got one. All right. Uh, going back to high school mm-hmm. in the seventies. Ooh. And smoking a doobie with my mom yeah. while she's in high school. Dude, that would be see that's a Because she she hates weed and if I smoked a doobie with her, it would close some doors. Do you think that she ever smoked weed or she was kind of stayed away from it her entire life? I have no idea, dude. She actually just smashed my bomb about a couple days ago. Just, dude, right in front of your eyes, just smash it on the concrete or something? In the driveway, yep. Oh my, imagine what your neighbors thought if they were watching or some shit. And she didn't even pick it up, there was glass everywhere. (laughs) She goes, she just smashed it on the ground and you go, you pick it up, Tom! (laughs) That's hilarious. I could, I mean, that, again, that could be kind of a blessing and a curse just to find out the shit that you know your mom was up to back in the day, you would definitely look at her differently nowadays. You know what I'm saying? How about this? How about I pick your top two times that you could time travel back to? Top two times that I would travel back to? Yeah. I can go first if you need time to think. Yeah, yeah. You go first. You go first. All right. I'm going to go back. Well, fuck. All right, how about this? I'm going to go back. Clearly, you're going back, yeah. How about signing or 1776? What was 1776? I'm not a history major. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That's pretty. Isn't that when we became a country? Declaration of Independence? <laughs> isn't that sad that I. I mean, that might be true. No, I definitely. I. I know my history, dude. That's totally it. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be. That would be pretty cool to kind of experience like that big of a. You know, well, I want to like actually be at the meeting when they're signing it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like actually experiencing like them actually signing, you know, the declaration. That would be, I agree. That would that would be pretty cool. Um, I mean, you're dressed like a fucking idiot, though. That's the only. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably have like a leotard. Yeah, a leotard. Yeah. <laughs> a leotard. I don't know. If right, that's the right term. That right, but uh, all right, my my number one. If I could go back, I would go to. This is easy, I think. Go back to God knows whenever the fuck it was, but when there was dinosaurs, um, like I think that would just be like cool as hell. I think I would die in probably two seconds just because you know Velociraptors would just eat my fucking ass. Um, yeah. But if you were a Velociraptor, that would, I mean that would be kind of. I, it, yeah, that's another discussion, I think. But I think that, uh, you know, that would definitely be up there on the on the top kind of things that I would want to experience because they're not coming back anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that would be pretty cool. All right, my second. I'll make it easy and quick. How about 
Uh, nah, you go. I'm fucked up. I just fucking win. You can't just switch up the fucking order. Fuck time you. travel too. I'm gonna go back to the '80s, bro. Yeah, just go I back mean, to that's... The 80s. that's where everybody wants to go anyway. So, are you talking like late '80s or early uh, '80s? '83. '83, yeah, early '80s. I agree with that one. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, so I think my mom, our parents were born in '62. So like 83, yeah, that'd be like their like prime time, like 2021. 20, that would that would be a pretty a pretty cool time. Um okay, number two for me, if I could go back, I would just go, I would go straight to 1995 when I popped out of my mom's little vagina and I would just live my fucking life over again because <laughs> fuck, I would know so much more than did I did you, like growing you live up. Your life over again? Oh, dude, if I could go back, 100%. I would live it all over again, 100%. Yeah. Not that, like, because I, I regret things, but, like, I think it would just be cool, like, seeing it from a different perspective. Like, I don't know. I, I would definitely go back and um, live it again for sure. Um, but I know some people probably have, you know, different. Um, and so we're on, you know, debating right now. <laughs> so this this is another, another huge, huge debate that – I got into it with my brother um, the other the other week about this one, um, and for me particularly, I'm pretty particular about my toilets, right? So oh, yeah. if I'm pooping in public, it has to be a pretty good toilet. Um, I'm not just going to any you know porta potty on the side of the street and taking a shit. So I, I guess I just wanted to ask you first: Are you a are you a social dumper, or do you kind of only poop at home? Uh, define social dumper. Like, like, are you going to, are you, will you, like, do you poop in public usually like on a regular basis? Yeah. The thing is with me is I can pretty much poop anywhere, dude. And also the other thing is, is I can poop in about 60 seconds. It's just, dude, Sam, I'm a quick dumper too. I, I wait until it has to go and then I go. I don't like to waste time in the bathroom, you know, life's short. Yeah. Yeah. What is like the weirdest place that you've taken a poop? I definitely taken some weird poop poops when I was camping. Actually. All right, dude, you might like this. So I went to my buddy's bachelor party. It was just in the summer. He's getting married. He was having his bachelor party in the woods camping trip. So we drive in the middle of fucking nowhere, Wyoming, set up camp. You mean everywhere in Wyoming, <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah. Drove home, basically, set up camp. And then, so we get there and half of the, we split up into two groups of the bachelor party. One half did shrooms, the other half didn't. I was a part of the group that did not do shrooms because I just wanted to booze the whole time, basically. Yeah. So I wake up the second day and half the people do shrooms. And so everybody that did shrooms like went out into the forest and I was like, all right, I got to take a poop. And I go out to take a poop and I'm sitting on this log. And if you've ever pooped on a log, dude, it's kind of the worst because the bark really rubs your legs and it's not very comfortable. And if you're going to poop in the forest, 
just squat and do it. Don't like try to find a log to sit on. But I'm sitting there taking a poop on the log, dude. And everybody that did shrooms, I like look around and I'm like 360 surrounded by these people watching <laughs> me poop and they're all on shrooms. And I'm not. And I look around and I'm surrounded by people watching me poop, dude. And dude, imagine, imagine just tripping balls and they come to you <laughs> dropping a deuce in the middle of the in the middle of the fucking woods. And I was like, all right, I gotta get the fuck out. So I bailed. No, that was I mean, that's pretty fucking funny. That's a like a pretty great story, honestly. No, it's just like I've never actually done shrooms, but like I could just imagine five people on shrooms like not even kidding it was in a perfect circle like around me like exactly dispersed like 20 feet away from each other just watching me poop and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> what a, like what was their response like did they say anything dude not a word dude and the funny thing is is so they were probably like just a way bit from our camp and they come walking through our camp and they just not say a word and they all stroll through our camp in a single file line, just perfectly walking in sync. And they walk right through camp and don't say a word and just keep on walking. And we never saw them again for like four hours. And we're like, these people are fucked. <laughs> they just walked right through camp and didn't say a word. That's a perfect single photo. Yeah. That is hilarious. Um, but. I mean, like I said, I'm pretty particular. I mean, I can I can definitely poop anywhere, but I'm definitely pretty p- particular about where I go. So, like, for example, at work every day, I, I only poop on this one, this one toilet. And it's, like, not in my building. It's the building, like, I'm right downtown, right? So I go to, like, the convention center because it's right next to my building. Um, the toilet, like, next, like, on my floor at work is it's literally a dungeon like a eight by eight square with tiles all over the place like it's the grossest fucking bathroom i've ever seen and there's only like two saws so that's another thing i don't poop in a bathroom unless there's like no one in there i can't like go to a stall right next to someone and poop next to them that's just like it's a preference for me i i I can't do it um so um there's a there's a lot of about the feeling when you think nobody's in the bathroom and you sit down and then realize somebody's <laughs> next to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, I don't know. I always feel so self-conscious when I'm pooping and then someone else comes in and has the fucking nerve just to sit down right next to me and start shitting as well. I, I just, it irks me. Yeah. It ruins my whole poop. So there's a, I mean, there's a lot of complications with pooping. I feel like, but I guess the debate that I was talking about with pooping is, are you a type of guy that sits or stands when he's, when you're wiping your ass? Like, are you sitting on the toilet when you're wiping your ass or are you standing up? No, I definitely stand. You stand? What do you do? I stand. I, I mean, I 100% stand. I can't I, – I, here's the thing. I don't even understand how this is an argument that people sit and wipe their ass. I think that's the grossest thing ever. I agree. How can you even wipe when you're sitting down? Yeah, right? Like, do you move to the side or, like, do you go straight through, like, the legs, through the gooch and, like, swipe Just up? stand up, dude. Yeah. I know. That's right. I mean, you're literally sitting down and you're putting your hand, like, in your poop pretty much, right? Oh, yeah. If you're sitting down and wiping, 
Yeah, it's doing the that. grossest thing ever. I agree. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I can't even think, like, how this is it, – it's a, it's a even, like, a discussion. Um, I know that a lot of people – like, I, I had this debate with Bailey the other day um, where he is a sitter. And I was like, w- what's your – like, are you a Clark? I, I, we don't have the same DNA. This isn't a thing. Um, I don't I don't understand how that's an argument. I think it's disgusting that people actually sit and wipe their fucking ass. Well – I've also seen people that will roll out one big thing of toilet paper and then fold it over multiple times or no, fold it over once, wipe, fold it, wipe, fold again and wipe with all the same sheet. Ew. That's the first, that's the first I've heard that. That's disgusting. I agree. That blew my mind. I was, I saw him do it. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I usually go like, you know, TP wipe, f- like throw it in, throw it in the toilet. TP wipe, throw it in the toilet. TP wipe. I go three wipes and a flush, and then I'll go from there. If I need to oh, do yeah. more, I need to do more. It kind of just depends. Um, I was in a weird spot my whole life where I think it was up until like high school where I didn't wipe my ass after I pooped. I wouldn't poop in public. I I just refused to do it. And I, whenever I pooped, I would poop at home, obviously. And then I would just hop right into the shower after. And I. Oh, you're one of those guys, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was one of those. But I like, I didn't even know how to, like, I was so new to wiping when I first got into high school. It might even be later, like college. Like I was so new to it. I had no idea what I was doing when I started wiping. New to wiping? Yeah. What do you mean? Like I literally. Literally my whole life, I, I didn't wipe my ass when I pooped. Who did it? I mean, or you my just mom. didn't do it at all. My mom, obviously. No, but I would I would just hop in the shower. No matter what time of day it was, it could be like midday. I would just hop in the shower right after. Seems Isn't that wasteful. weird? It's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I told people that and they were like, dude, you're strange. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to deny that I'm strange. It's just... It's what I do. I don't know. So like when I first started wiping, I was like 18, 19 years old and I was so new to it. I had no idea what I was doing. It was bizarre. Well, that is bizarre, dude. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I mean, there's nothing I can do about it now. Um, I mean, I think I'm a, I'm a pro at wiping now. So, I mean, I don't really know, but I mean, it's, oh, I, I guess, go ahead. Pooping's never really been a big deal to me i just i just do it and it's it's always i don't know no, like it's not a big deal you just and wipe and then you're back to drinking <laughs> just mid shit at the bars i mean it's pretty uh relatable to yeah. everyone have you ever had to shit like at a like a night out at the bar or anything i shit every time i go to the bar <laughs> seriously what <laughs> oh my weird? god that i mean that's kind of bizarre right there Nope. You don't shit at the bar. That's what no. you're saying. No, never. So you go the whole night. So even if you have to shit, you're not going to go shit at the bar. I mean, usually when I'm shit-faced, I, I don't think about pooping. Yeah, I guess. I usually... <laughs> I have to... I, I have to... When I go poop, I have to roll out some toilet paper and put it on the toilet seat because I don't, I don't like to sit on the to- actual toilet seat. 
Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, especially at those college bars where there's drunk kids all the time. They're just pissing all over the place. They don't give two yeah. shits. I don't care how blacked out I am. I'm cleaning the toilet seat. I don't think I've ever pooped while I was blacked out. It's just not. I usually just go poop before I, you know, I go. That's weird. Everybody has different pooping habits for sure. How many times do you poop a day? Two or three. Two or three. Damn, dude, you're you're an active you're an active shitter for sure. Why? How many times do you poop a day? i I mean max two, but usually it's just max. one. After I have my coffee, I usually just go shit. Oh yeah, coffee in a Copenhagen will do the trick for sure. Oh yeah, dude, that's the recipe right there to a good poop. Oh yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Coffee in Copenhagen, dude. Hey, w- advice to my to my listeners: if you ever are constipated and can't take a shit, just go ahead, pop yourself in a nice little chew right in the bottom lip, and you'll be shitting your brain out in like five ten minutes. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a natural laxative. Yeah, it is. I heard right. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't know if it's nicotine or or what the fuck it is, but it, it's definitely a laxative. Something in there is making me go and poop, and I like it. I mean, that's that's why you do it, right? You just like pooping, so you just keep chewing. You're not. I mean, it's not even like you're addicted at this point. You're just you just like pooping so much. <laughs> <laughs> do you like pooping? Do you do like I it? Like pooping. Yeah. I mean, it's a like, yeah, I like pooping, but at the same time, it's it's kind of inconvenient at times. You know what I'm saying? Like middle of class presentation. You're... <laughs> no, I'll be. I I find myself like sitting at work at my desk where there's people surrounding me, right? And my stomach is making like weird fucking sounds because I have to take a, go take a shit, but I'm in the middle of like a project or you know writing an email to a client or something like that so i like that's the times that i'm like oh fuck everyone knows i have to poop right now but i mean like do i like if i'm at home and i have to go poop yeah i mean i i enjoy pooping for sure yeah i guess i enjoy it too (laughs) Uh, i've never thought about pooping like this man you brought up a weird point poop is a weird weird thing man i mean think about it um but uh, what are we at right now? Yeah, we we're got one thirteen. So there. we'll we'll wrap it up here. But Rob, I, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. I'll definitely have you on in the future. I miss you, man. Um, like I said, I'm gonna try and come out for your for your graduation. I think that would be a a pretty good time. Um, I just I don't need a bed or anything. I just need your fucking couch or a pillow and a blanket. I'll be good to go. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I I hope the listeners don't think this is a pile of shit. But I had a good time for sure, dude. No, I know. I think I think it was good, and everyone will enjoy it. But, um, like I said, I appreciate it, and then uh, I'll I'll try to have you on in the future. Right on. Thanks, man.
watch interviews sooner, but we were so alike. It's unfortunate because it's like, yo, when people die, that's when we like, you know, because your remorse kind of makes you check them out. Bro.